Welcome to Women on the Line, Community Radio's national women's current affairs program, produced at 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne on Wondery Country of the Kulin Nations, and broadcast on the Community Radio Network. I'm Aoife Cook. This week's show is brought to Women on the Line, courtesy of the Women's International News Gathering Service, made by producer Smitha Ramanathan in Bangalore, India. Women working on the tea plantations in Kerala, India, had their wages and amenities cut and hours increased in September of last year. But their unions failed them. So under the name Women's Unity, mass protests of 10,000 workers were instigated, demanding decent conditions. Hello, this is Smitha Ramanathan. Today, we are talking about the brew that is a favourite beverage in most countries of the world. We are not talking about the drink that is made by dripping the bag in hot water. We are talking about the real tea, the two leaves and a bud product, grown in huge plantations in India, China and some other countries. Sorry Smita, I thought you were talking about women in tea estates. If it is about making tea, let me go back to my kitchen. Manju, that was just an introduction. Actually, today's show is about a group of women tea estate workers. The southern Indian state of Kerala, along with the northeastern parts of the country, grows tea in vast plantations. These were started by the British in the very early years of the last century. Women form a large workforce among the workers in these plantations. For five generations, workers in these estates have been toiling at low wages and poor working and living conditions. The unions, dominated as they are by men, had made little difference to their lives and had done little to bargain for workers' rights. More than 10,000 women workers of a large tea company in Munnar in Kerala sat on strike for over 10 days, demanding better wages and bonus. Their struggle is an important milestone in the history of labour movements. The state of Kerala has a strong presence of labour unions, but the women kept the unions away from their strike. They launched their own union, the Pengalotrumai, meaning Women United. They decided to negotiate directly with the management. I spoke to a few leaders of the union in Munnar in Kerala. With me in the studio are my mentor and friend, the veteran radio activist Induramesh, Community radio enthusiast and poet Manju Venkat, research scholar Preeti, and sound engineer M.R. Ramamurti. Ramamurti's voice you never hear, but edits all our programs and makes sure they are broadcast worthy. In case you wondered about Manju's comment of her heading back to the kitchen, our studio functions out of Manju's home. Smita, I am glad that you finally made it to Munnar. Good that you were able to speak to some of the women. I have read that it has been called the Jasmine Revolution. Tell us about it. Yes, some press reports did call it the Jasmine Revolution. According to the women, it was because it was peaceful. There was no bloodshed. But they did shed tears. When the women told me that, I was reminded of a very popular song in Malayalam, the language of the state of Kerala. Let me play you a clip of the song. Kannu neer tulli estriyodu bham 
നിനക്കഭിനന്ദനം വ്യാസനോ കാളിദാസനോ അത് ഈശനോ ശല്യോ ഷേക്സ്പിയറോ വ്യാസനോ കാളിദാസനോ അത് ഈശനോ ശല്യോ ഷേക്സ്പിയറോ യു ജസ്റ്റ് ഹെർട്ട് ശുഭ വിനയ സിംഗ് എ സ്നാച്ച് ഓഫ് ദാറ്റ് സോങ് The singer is paying tributes to the poet who compares a woman to a teardrop. He wonders who that poet is. The singer then goes on to sing about travails faced by women and how instead of being valued she is oppressed and exploited by society. But this group of women in Munnar more than 10000 of them they stood up for their value. They did shed tears but they also stood their ground and waged a battle. all their own i have been to munnar more than 20 years ago it is such a picturesque and serene place the rolling hills the tea gardens the women at work dexterously picking the two leaves and buds that go into our refreshing drink when i recall the tranquility of that place i find it hard to imagine that it was the site of such a momentous struggle yes indu munnar is indeed very beautiful it is one of kerala's most popular tourist destinations attracting visitors from all over india and abroad however beneath the undulating hills the tall trees and the beautiful tea gardens lie tales of exploitative labor the women who so adroitly pluck the tea leaves put in long and strenuous hours of work for a pittance Let us listen to Lissy Sunny the president of the Pengalottrumai talk about the kind of work they do in the tea estates This samarathinu munbe 6 manikku poya 6 manikke raavile 6 manikku poya 6 manikke njangal vararullu 12 manikkoru 12 manikkoru streegalu kaaranam njangade uddesham onnu irundayirunnullu namme adayide ee leaf vannu pogaru Let Manju Venkat give us the English version of what Lissy said in Malayalam. Before this strike, our work used to begin at 6 in the morning and end at 6 in the evening. We work for 12 hours, plucking the leaves. The men do work such as weeding, spraying pesticides. They are paid the same wage as us, but they work only half a day. We work long hours because we have to finish plucking the leaves at a particular time during the season else the leaves will go waste we pluck the leaves and give them to the employers in time so that they can get it cured and sell to earn a profit if they do well we do well so we never cared about our health and worked long hours our wages were only rupees 232 per day which would be about 3 and 1/2 dollars today and this year our bonus was reduced to 10% of our wages as against the 19% that we were paid last year so you see the production is so high and yet our wages are so low we got exhausted mentally that is the reason we launched the strike Vice President of the Union Kausalya spoke about the effects of such strenuous work on their health. 80 kilo minimum kilo njangal thalayil chomunne 3 kilometer dooram vare njangal nadunnundu. 
എൺപത് കിലോ അപ്പൊ അത് നൂറ് കിലോ ഉണ്ടാവും അവിടെ കൊണ്ടുപോയി വെയിറ്റ് എടുത്ത് കഴിയുമ്പോ വി ഹാവ് പ്രീതി ഗിവിംഗ് അസ് ദി ഇംഗ്ലീഷ് ട്രാൻസ്ലേഷൻ വി ക്യാരി ഓൾമോസ്റ്റ് എയ്റ്റി കിലോസ് ഓഫ് ലീവ്സ് അപ്പ് ആൻഡ് ഡൗൺ ദി സ്റ്റീപ് സ്ലോപ്സ് സംടൈംസ് വാക്കിംഗ് അപ് ടു ത്രീ കിലോമീറ്റേഴ്സ് വിത്ത് അവർ ലോഡ് ആസ് എ റിസൾട്ട് മെനി വിമൻ ഹാവ് ഹാഡ് ഹിസ്റ്റെറക്ടോമീസ് we suffer pain in our backs knees and shoulders the heavy loads that we carry puts great pressure on our knees and shoulders kannu neethulle estriyodu bhamichu kaavya bhavane abhinandanam ninak abhinandanam smita kerala is one of the better of states in india in terms of wages for laborers as it has had a long history and strong presence of labor unions and yet why is it that these women are being paid such low wages yes manju you are right labor in kerala is valued higher than most other states in india and yet wages in the tea estates are very low to understand this Let us look at the history of tea estates in India. Commercial production of tea was started during the colonial era by the British East India Company. They converted vast tracts of land into tea estates and popularized tea drinking in India through a very successful advertising campaign. So successful was their campaign that today India is a nation of tea drinkers and we consume 70% of the tea that we produce. Smita What you said about the advertising campaign for tea reminded me of what an older friend told me. She is over 70 years old. She remembers when she was a child, two women used to come to her village, go house to house. They used to make tea for the households. In no time, people got hooked to the drink. Manju, today, tea estates cover more than 500,000 hectares in India. producing nearly a thousand million kilos most of these estates are in the northeastern states of india but some are in the southern states when the british started these estates they brought in workforce from outside the state they provided them basic rudimentary barracks inside the vast estates the laborers who were from neighboring states did not know the local language and had little interaction with persons outside the estates In Munnar where the tea estates were established by the British in the 1870s the workforce was brought in from the neighboring state of Tamil Nadu Today's workers are descendants of that workforce and even now many of them speak only Tamil and do not know Malayalam which is the local language There is a tea museum in the Nallathanni estate of Munnar which is where I interviewed members of Bengalurumai It tells the history of the tea estates in Munnar. I learned that when the British established the estates, they introduced their own currency for use exclusively within the estates. The workers were paid their wages using that currency. You can see replicas of those coins in the museum. Since the currency could not be used anywhere outside the estates, the workers would not leave. They were in effect captives of their employers. They were completely isolated from the world outside the estate some activists in fact call the estate economy an enclave economy 
that isolation continues even today to some extent and the workers are aware of it this is what kausalya has to say about it அப்போ எஸ்டேட்டு தொழிலாளி பாவப்பட்டது எங்கள் ஜீவிதம் பாவமாக எஸ்டேட்டில் லைன்ஸில் ஏறிய மோசம் அஞ்சு ஆறு தலைமுறையாகி பயங்கரம் அதை வாழ்வதாரம் வந்து நாங்கள் ரொம்ப குறைஞ்சிருந்தோம் கௌசல்யா சார் தட் தேர் வெரி புவர் பீப்புள் தேர் தமிழ் ஸ்பீக்கிங் பீப்புள் பிலாங்கிங் டு த வெரி லோவர் ஸ்டேட் ஆஃப் சொசைட்டி அண்ட் ஸோ தே டூ நாட் கெட் மச் சப்போர்ட் ஃப்ரம் த லோக்கல்ஸ் டெல் மீ சம்திங் இட் சீம்ஸ் டு மீ தட் வேஜஸ் இன் த டீ எஸ்டேட்ஸ் are lower than those in other sectors why is this so you're right manju tea workers are paid lower wages than any other workers in the organized sector in spite of the government of india having a plantation labor act to safeguard the economic and social rights of the tea estate workers often these workers live in poor conditions in the northeastern parts of india where the majority of the tea estates are The wages in the tea estates are less than the minimum wages stipulated by the government. I have been reading reports of starvation deaths among tea estate workers in those parts of India. In Kerala, even casual wage laborers earn more than what the tea workers are paid. In Munnar, the workers' wages had not been revised since 2011. Most of the tea workers are women. Are they not? I'm guessing that this also has something to do with depressed wages. Yes, Manju. I think so too. There are more women than men in the tea estates. In Munnar, of the 12,000 workers of this particular company that struck work, 7,000 are women. Compounding the gender discrimination is the fact that they are also descendants of indentured laborers brought in by the British more than a century ago. those laborers were uprooted from their native lands and planted in an alien land their geographical political and cultural alienation continues even today when i went to munnar i felt i had left my native state of kerala and traveled to the neighboring state of tamil nadu the language spoken on the streets is tamil which is the language of tamil nadu i saw many posters and banners in tamil and the temples have a distinct tamil architecture and not the local kerala architecture i asked them how they launched the strike kaiyna varsham njangalukku 19% bonus kitti ee varsham adu 10% manathilekku vetti korchu ulpannam koodadile tholil koodadile sambalam koravu let us listen to manju giving us the english translation like i told you we were plucking more leaves but our bonus was cut by half when we asked the company why it was so they said they are under loss we told them show us your profit figures not your loss figures at that point rajeshwari the general secretary intervened to say that one of the slogans of their strike was just that show us your profit figures not your loss figures We also have very poor living conditions. We could not take it anymore and so we decided to strike work. And why did they not approach the unions for help? That is what I asked them. This is what Lissy had to say. Adaide panaye kadayile konde sornam panayam vekkana mari njangale ore varshathekku njangale panaye peduthuvana company ki. 
അപ്പോൾ കമ്പനിയും ഇവരുമായിട്ട് കോംപ്രമൈസ് വി ഹാവ് പ്രീതി ടെലിങ് അസ് ഇൻ ഇംഗ്ലീഷ് വാട്ട് ലിസ് ദ യൂണിയൻസ് is not against the company but against the unions just like how you pawn gold they pawned us to the company year after year every year the unions and the company arrive at a compromise and we are not paid our just wages we are the laborers we work hard produce for the company and the company pays us why should the union speak on our behalf that is the reason we don't want the unions what kausalya said was that they have been working in these estates for five generations they had great respect for the unions initially when the union leaders came they would bow down before them and do exactly as they were told but in what way has it helped them the workers continue to be poor and deprived of basic facilities she says they feel cheated more by the unions rather than the company itself The General Secretary Rajeshwari spoke about the difference between the negotiations made by the unions and by the women themselves. 5 rupees, 4 rupees, 3 rupees. That's why they got it. Now, they got it for 69 rupees. They got it for 69 rupees. We have Manju giving us the English translation of what Rajeshwari said. Earlier during meetings of the plantation labor committee where wage negotiations take place our wages were only increased by 5 to 10 rupees every year if they had negotiated a better raise our wages would have been high by now over the years now after the strike when we negotiated ourselves we have got a raise of rupees 69 a little more than a dollar in one stroke that is the power of this women's union our working hours are now from 8 in the morning to 5 in the evening as per indian law wage negotiations between workers and management can happen only through a registered trade union since the women found their interests were not being adequately represented by the unions they decided to form their own union and negotiate directly with the management the pengal orumai totam thoilali union meaning the united women's plantation workers union has been formally registered and will now take up issues of all workers in the plantation sector including coffee cardamom and rubber i asked them what their plans for the future are let us listen to kausalya talk about it അപ്പൊ ഞമ്മക്ക് വേണ്ടി ഞമ്മ ഒരു പാർട്ടി ഉണ്ടാക്കിയാലെ അതൊക്കെ അടിപ്പടയില്ല ഇപ്പൊ ഞങ്ങൾ വലിയ നേതാക്കന്മാർ അങ്ങനെയൊന്നും ആരും ചിന്തിച്ചിട്ടില്ല ഞങ്ങൾക്ക് എന്തെങ്കിലും ഒരു ആവശ്യം ഉണ്ടെങ്കിൽ മൊത്തം ഞങ്ങൾ തൊഴിലാളി മൊത്തം വിളിക്കും we live like animals here we will ask the government for housing sites houses we want to work like a political party whatever demands women have we will call all of the women and discuss we will not run after any political party we will speak for the rights of the women and all workers in the plantations not just tea estate workers whatever problems women workers have 
we will intervene and solve it, even at the cost of our lives. Because we have all suffered so much, we want to tell all the workers that we are with them. Lizzie also said that they plan to agitate for better rights for workers. They plan to prepare a memorandum to demand housing sites and houses for all workers in the estates. Kerala is a state which has seen many land reforms. As a result, even the very poor have at least a bit of land on which to build a house. However, the tea workers who live in dilapidated quarters provided by the company do not own even an inch of land. The demand of the government is to be provided sites and houses of their own. They are also negotiating for a future increase in their wages. They are ready to take their fight all the way to the state capital of Trivandrum if their demands are not met. I asked them how they registered the union and they said they had the support of a lawyer, Biju, who helped them pro bono with all the legal formalities involved in registering a union. They are extremely grateful to him for his support. They faced a lot of opposition from the union leaders for going on strike in defiance of the unions. When I asked how they could go on in the face of opposition, they said it was because of such kinds of unexpected support. They said they were also grateful to the press for extensive and sympathetic coverage of their strike. The police offered adequate protection to the striking workers. I asked specifically about the police support and this is what Lissy said. Let us listen to Manju giving us the English translation of what Lissy said. Because we are women and because we are poor, they had sympathy for us. They know how little we earn and they felt sorry for us. They wondered how we managed to live on such low wages. How can we make a living on three and a half dollars a day? We have to educate our children, eat. How can we do all that? That is why they were on our side. And then there was no violence. We did not indulge in any violence at all. A strike was very peaceful. There was no violent incident. We protested very peacefully. That is why they supported us. Let us also listen to Kaushalya. When tens of thousands of workers are on strike, if even one person throws a stone, it's enough to break the strike. It will cause great commotion. The police saw to it that no such thing happened. They were watchful. So, a strike was successful. It was peaceful, so it was even called the Jasmine Revolution. We would come in the morning, shout slogans and shed copious tears while doing so because we have been suffering so much. We did not write these slogans or prepare it. It came from our hearts. So all our sufferings came out in our slogans. We cried while shouting slogans. 
all of us cried looking at us even the police cried everyone who heard us cried we cried so much we created history these women are talking about external support smita i cannot help but wonder did they have the support of their men for did their families oppose their move or did they support them i had the same thought manju towards the end of the interview i asked them that and this is what lissy had to say in response she said yes our men folk supported us see even today we left home at 8 in the morning and we have not gone back yet though it is so late we have not cooked anything or eaten anything but our people are not complaining they will eat leftovers or manage somehow they also want this movement to be taken forward i also heard koshalya say when we were sitting on strike my husband also joined her husband and her husband as she pointed to the others also came many of our men came and sat with us many of us came in pairs on some days they formed a human wall around us to protect us protesting women from those who opposed our strike as these women narrate the story of their tears and how they turned their tears into their strength i was reminded of another popular malayalam song a song about the goddess bearing an anklet in one hand and a sword in the other challenging the lord to a game let us listen to a clip of the song in the voice of shubha vinay kayilendi tamburati nallachana thirumunachana kali kali thudangi anganangane innu nyanum marannidam nallachanu marannidam marannidugu sridana mudala The Pengaluruma Union has now started enlisting members. They have already enlisted 2,000 members and this will go on. They also plan to launch a political party and intend to field candidates in the upcoming elections to the Kerala State Assembly. As their political aspirations grow, let us wish them luck. and hope that they continue to use their newfound skills and power to represent their constituency of women workers even as there are reports of attempts at breaking the union and co-option by existing political parties let us hope that like the armed goddess these women are able to take on any lord in any game i am sure your next cup of tea will remind you of these women workers in the tea estates of munnar This is Smita Ramanathan saying goodbye from Bangalore, India with Indu Ramesh, Manju Venkat, Preeti Edakunni and M.R. Ramurthy. Goodbye, goodbye and, and good, good listening. Women on the Line is Community Radio's National Women's Current Affairs Programme. It's produced and presented by a range of women broadcasters from 3CR in Melbourne and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network with funding support from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The theme music for Women on the Line is Slideshow at Free University by Latique.
Women on the Line programs can be downloaded at 3cr.org.au forward slash women on the line. We'd love to hear your thoughts or comments about the program, so please send an email to our new email address, womenonthelineatgmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you.